You're listening to Firm Up, the fermented food podcast where we get together most every week to discuss anything and everything fermented. I'm here with host Tara and we have a very special guest today. Really doesn't need much of an introduction. Um, welcome to the show, Sandor Katz. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you today. So, and, and Tara is in um, the same location as you uh, at, at Walnut Ridge. I mean, Tara, what are you experiencing right now? Oh, I'm um, experiencing an immense amount of fermentation knowledge. I am here for a week-long fermentation residency with Sander and discussing everything from fermented legumes and grains to fermented vegetables where we had a we talked about fermented beverages today and uh, I think one of the most exciting things is also we're here with a very uh, diverse group of people as far as like their backgrounds in fermentation go there are a few people who uh, work in fermentation production and in a business in businesses uh, there's a business owner of a fermentation company a woman who's a writer um, and yeah it's it's been a real pleasure so far today was the first day so we're still kind of just getting into it Sander has probably a lot more to say as far as, you know, what the structure is going to, what the structure is like. And I mean, it's pretty much like an intensive wake up every day and he talks about fermentation. We actually do the hands-on processes of these different foods. And um, yeah, he's you know chosen a great group of people to come be here and learn together. So, so Sander, could you maybe elaborate on the foundation for fermentation fervor? And in episode 88, um, we had Essie Nash on to discuss the three-week-long summer residency. Oh, right. And this is a fall residency, so maybe you could describe like the differences between these two as well? Well, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like I have a fixed format. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, this, this isn't like, you know, Harvard with the great courses. Um, you know, this is, um, you, you know, uh, uh, hands-on fermentation education and, you know, at different times I've experimented with different formats and I've had everything from, you know, one-day workshops to four-week-long workshops and, um you know, so I mean, the main difference between this and a three-week workshop is it's shorter and it's happening in a different season. So there are different kinds of things that we can do because of the season. And I, I always have one at this time of year because you know this is um, you know this is harvest time up here. So uh, you know your your hardy uh, um, you know fall vegetables that you can you know ferment into the winter to to eat through the winter and the spring. You know this is really the the the, the prime moment for harvesting them here. So. Um, on Saturday, we're taking a field trip to um, uh, my friend's beautiful biodynamic farm, uh, Long Hungry Creek Farm in Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee. And we're going to drive my pickup truck up there and you know fill it up with about 500 pounds of radishes and cabbages, and um, you know and then bring it home and then process all those vegetables and um, um, you know fill up a huge vessel with a radish crowd and do another kimchi and um, uh, and and start some uh, taquan pickles um, and probably make some make some hot sauce also. So, you know, just the abundance of the season, you know, really suggests the, 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 the projects, uh, uh, to do, but, you know, whatever time of year I've hosted these things, you know, I try to make it a, you know, uh, a, a broad survey of fermentation where we start a bunch of projects and then get to, 
you know, watch them develop, work with them as they progress. So we started making koji uh, this morning, and then we'll be making some um, we'll be making some miso with that koji. Um, you know, we've been doing lots of different types of sourdough. Uh, 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 things we're making a, um, uh, a gluten-free all buckwheat bread. Uh, we're making some injera, the Ethiopian uh, 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 sponge breads. We're making some dosas. Um, so you know, we tried to do lots of different things. We started a um, uh, we started a hibiscus mead today. Um, so I mean, you know, every workshop's a little bit different. You know, to some degree, it's determined by the 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 interests of the participants, and to some degree, it's determined by you know just what's what's um, abundant, what's available um, at the moment, and to some degree by you know um, you know just climate considerations, things that's better to do in a warmer time versus a cooler time. No. I, I think a lot of people have interacted with you through the workshops and um, and travels that you lectures that you've done um, internationally. Um, was this something that you always wanted to create something more local for you? Um, and how long have you been planning it? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I you know, I have. Um, I have conflicted feelings about the traveling that I do. I mean, I, I mean, I loved, I love to travel. I love to get to meet people in different places. I love to get to see different places. Um, you know, I love to get to sort of see firsthand, um, you know, fermentation traditions in different parts of the world. So, I mean, I love that. And, and, you know, I feel incredibly lucky that I get, I've been getting invited to, um, you know, teach in lots of different places, but, you know, ultimately I'm a homebody and the way I got, you know, the way the way I got interested in fermentation, the way I sort of indulged my obsession and the way I, you know, sort of learned how to do it was that, you know, I could be totally content, like not leaving home for weeks and just like puttering in the garden and playing around in the kitchen and feeding people who come by. And um, so I don't know, I've, I've conflicted feelings about leaving home all the time. And, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm constantly trying to like, um, put some boundaries around the traveling that I'm doing and, um, um, you know, travel a little bit less and, um, you know, and yet I love, um, you know, sharing fermentation with people. And, um, I mean, I've actually been teaching, you know, classes here in Tennessee since 2008. Um, you know, I've had a, I've had a space to do that for seven years now. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a new space. I'm in a much nicer space doing it. Um, and that's, you know, a pleasure to, you know, be in a, you know, in a beautiful kitchen with beautiful light, um, you know, whiling away the days with people who are, who are excited about fermentation. And that's a lot nicer than my previous space, which was a basement with no light. Um, but I, you know, I, I mean, the, 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 the content of the, um, you know, residency workshops, um, you know, is, is, isn't any different. We're just in a much more pleasant space now. Now that you're, you're now that you have this pleasant space, are you planning to hold residencies more often and travel less or, and who Uh, are you look, are you like looking for certain kinds of students or you just want a good range? Yeah. I mean, I I don't really envision doing a lot more of them. I mean, you know, I've, I've done, you know, I've, I've fluctuated between, you know, two in a year and the most I ever did was five in a year. Um, and, um, you know, for this year it's two. I have a lot of travel committed. Um, I, I, I don't know, but potentially, I mean, 
for the time being, um, I'm getting a lot of exciting invitations and I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to travel. So, you know, if at some point in the future I, I manage to do less traveling, maybe I'll feel like I, I have the energy to, you know, sort of ramp up what I'm doing now, uh, what I'm doing here. But, um, but for now I, I'm, I, 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 I'm just doing these sporadically, um, uh, you know, two or two or three times a year. I think the next one that I'm going to do will be in April. I haven't posted the exact dates, but I think it'll be the middle of April. Uh, and I'll be posting that on my website soon, which is wildfermentation.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in general, really since the very first ones, I mean, I found that there's huge interest in this and, um, um, you know, a lot of people looking for a sort of, you know, a full immersion, um, fermentation experience. Um, so, um, I mean, I think I'll, I think I'll, I'll, I'll certainly continue doing them because there, there's interest, and I always meet wonderful people, and it's really fun to, you know, just see, you know, people who've been excited about this and maybe not had anyone to share that excitement with, you know, get to, get to talk to each other, and, um, uh, you know, we, we always get a certain number of people who are, you know, people who are involved in. Um, uh, you know, local business enterprises, uh, producing different kinds of fermented foods and beverages. And so, you know, there's always some people who are aspiring to do that and some people who are already doing that. So it's really, it's really nice to sort of see the interactions between those um, uh, uh, groups of people. And, um, you know, pe people just come at it from a lot of different angles. You know, you know, I, I, I have chefs come who are, you know, really just interested in a flavor angle. I get people who, um, you know, have, have gotten interested in fermentation through some sort of a health struggle who are interested primarily in the, um, uh, you know, health and nutrition aspects of it. Um, you know, I get people who are farmers and are just looking for practical ways of, of preserving the harvest. People come at it from all kinds of different angles. But, but what I'm generally looking for is people who already have some experience like i'm i mean I'm, I'm i really love sharing fermentation with like newbies who've never done anything before but newbies who've never done anything before don't need a five-day immersion experience it's just going to confuse them um you, you know sort of seeing so many different different things and i think that they're better served by a simpler you know two or three hour workshop to you know build up their confidence to you know try fermenting some vegetables at home um you know with these experiences i'm looking for people who have already been doing some, you know, fermenting vegetables or home brewing beer or making kombucha or making kefir or yogurt or, you know, someone who, you know, has some experience under their belt with fermentation who's looking to um, diversify and, and, and understand how, you know, the food that they already have some experience with relates to, you know, all these other um, uh, uh, foods. Now, do you have to do much decisions on on putting this group together these people that are going to then camp out all together um uh, do you do you have to make any decisions on on background experience or otherwise or do you find that fermentation and food in general just kind of brings people together um no matter what their you know background may be well i, I mean i definitely find that that you know, I mean, I mean, food in general brings people together. Fermentation specifically brings people together. No, I mean, I, it's it's been amazing to me and and so consistent through the years of doing this that like, it's just really great people who are drawn to this. I, I haven't really had any bad experience 
instances of people who were just like a disaster to be around um, uh, or, or who were disruptive or difficult or anything. It's really been amazingly self-selective and, you know, just like interesting, interested, motivated people, um, you know, and, and generally people with, um, you know, some sort of, you know, guiding ethical principles that are, that are you know, sort of underlying their, 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 their interest in it. So, no, I feel like, I, you know, I'm mean, definitely, I feel like my own life and experience have been enriched by the, you know, people who um, show up for these things. Yeah, I think something really awesome about this program and over the years you've done it actually is I've met so many people who attended your residency over the past, I guess it's been six, seven years, who are now running businesses or doing education and say you planted this seed when they you know visited you and now they're planting seeds in their communities and they've made enormous impact in the food community where they live locally so it's it's made a huge difference fermentationally speaking Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you. That's a, that, 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 that's lovely to hear. And yeah, I mean, it's been really thrilling to me seeing, you know, some, some, I mean, usually people came to the workshop with, a, you know, they already had the idea, you know, they were just looking to sort of like build their confidence, expand their repertoire, make sure they understand, uh, um, uh, uh, the process really well. Um, so, um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel, I mean, it's been amazing, you know, what, you know, watching, watching these people, you know, launch businesses and, you know, seeing how they end up interacting with farmers or becoming farmers themselves and innovative products. I mean, I just ran into, well, I ran into these students in Virginia, uh, no, I'm sorry, in Maryland who have a business called Sweet Farm Ferments. And, um, like they were like going into mustards where they were taking their excess kraut and kimchi juice and soaking mustard seeds in them and then grinding that into, um, uh, you know, fermented mustard with the different flavor uh, uh, brines underlying them. They're so delicious. Um, and then these other students, uh, the, these other former students who have a business in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, were selling um, uh dehydrated and powdered kimchi as like a table condiment. Um, so, you know, it's really fun to see, um, you know, where people can take the, you know, the basic simple idea of fermenting vegetables in like so many, you know, different and um, innovative directions. And do you find that uh, even after all these years of, of travel and seeing different things that people are doing, are you still surprised? Do you still see things that you haven't seen before? Those two examples that I just gave you from, you know, a trip I took um, um, in in September. um, Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I I just keep on being surprised, um, you know, by by, by people's um, clever ingenuity. And, you know, I, I mean... Just in general, like my my fermentation learning curve continues. I mean, you know, I, I, I just I just think like, you know, fermentation is such a, you know, vast field of, you know, inquiry and, um, you know, uh, uh, different kinds of processes that. You know, I, I, I don't think that, like, you know, I'll ever feel like, oh, I've heard it all. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I just feel like, you know, you can take take these simple ideas and, you know, just, just vary them, you know, infinitely. So you, you, you just keep on having, you know, new, new flavors, new ideas, um, new products. Um, and, 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 and I think, you know, it's, it, it's just, um, you know, an extraordinary realm of endeavor and creativity. 
And um, no, I keep on feeling inspired by, by, by people's cleverness. It's a continuum, like fermentation in itself. Yeah. And, and do you think that it's, it's that, that depth of, of knowledge and experience that people can have from it that really kind of, and the deliciousness, of course, but like, what do you think it is seeing all these different people from um, all around the world? Have you ever put much thought into like what it is exactly that like draws everyone in and to catch this microbial bug of sorts? Well, I mean, you see, I think that everyone was drawn in before they knew about microorganisms. I mean, you know, it's just like uh, fermentation is an integral aspect of how people make practical use of their food, period. And so, you know, part of that is flavor. You know, fermentation creates, you know, compelling flavors that, 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 that can be quite exciting, but also like just for the, for the sheer preservation value. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, it wasn't the wonderful flavor of sauerkraut that has driven sauerkraut production and vegetable fermentation more broadly in the world. It is the practical necessity of, um, you know, preserving, um, um, you know, vegetables from the season of plenty to get you through the season of relative scarcity. And, um, you know, it isn't the, you know, the flavor of yogurt that made yogurt like a practical way of preserving milk. So, I mean, I think that like the, the, the practical benefit, you know, really underlies all fermentation, whether it's, you know, preservation or whether that's, you know, digestibility or whether that's detoxification. Um, of course, everything is augmented by, um, you know, d- delicious flavors and, 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 you know, that also gets, gets people interested, but I mean, I just think fermentation is so, um, you know, integral to how people make effective use of their food resources in, in every part of the world. And I think that, you know, that that's why, um, you know, it's it's so uh, uh, exciting. And then, you know, like the the, the flavors are the icing on the cake. But, and I have to say also, I'm sure that your um, your books that you've written over the years have really inspired a lot of people as well. And I just wanted to take a moment to talk about that just a little bit because did you ever think was it that first pamphlet or zine that you you wrote that eventually turned into wild fermentation did you ever think that that would become all these books that you wrote later i mean did you have plans to uh, to be a fermentation author <laughs> oh yes when i was when i first wrote my pamphlet i was i i knew that in the future <laughs> okay. um um you know that there was a need for a fermentation revivalist no i mean i just wrote it because i was excited about it and i wanted to share it with people and i wanted to demystify the the the, the process for people and um you know i was i was pretty surprised actually that um you know that, that there was so much interest and, um, you know, I, I mean, I was excited to have a book published and that was, that was thrilling. And, you know, I had low expectations. I mean, I, I sort of understood like, okay, most books don't sell many copies and, um, um, you know, don't expect that you're ever going to make any money from this book. And, um, so, I mean, I, I did not have high expectations. And so, you know, when, when, when I found, you know, people, you know, resonating with my workshops and being interested in my books and, um, um, you know, that the books have had multiple printings and, um, you know, turned out to be fairly, um, um, you know, kind of popular and enduring books. I mean, no, that, that, that's all, that's all been a, a very pleasant surprise. And I, I couldn't have anticipated any of this. And I, I, I certainly, you know, couldn't have anticipated that, like, you know, people would recognize, you know, this, um, you know, lackadaisical self-taught um, practitioner of fermentation, you know, as a, as, as, as a, 
you know, as an expert in the field. Um, so no, I couldn't have anticipated any of it. Do you see any directions that fermentation are going that that really interest you, or are you still pretty much in the fundamentals, the 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 basics, and that's what intrigues you the most, and just what you can iterate on that? Well, I mean, I would say I, I personally am less interested in like you know the directions that fermentation might go than I am just in people um, seeing and experiencing food in a broader context than as a commodity that they go and buy with cash at the supermarket. Um, and I, you know, I just think that. Um, you know, food is, uh, you, know, you know, the most basic everyday thing that keeps us connected to our, you know, to our environment, you know, to the land around us, to the plants, to the animals. And, um, and, and, and I think that, you know, for me, the significance of fermentation, it's not just fermentation itself. It's, it's, it's that, you know, when you're working with foods in these ways, when you're working with, you know, food in its biological context of the microorganisms that are on it, you know, food in the context of what's abundant when, and how do you work with that to meet your, um, you know, needs for sustenance, um, 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 you know, over the times that are not so abundant. Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, fermentation is so integral to all of that, but, but that's my, that's my greater, you know, interest is, 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 is people, you know, sort of seeing food and treating food, you know, in a broader, like biological and social context, rather than just to sort of satisfy their desires. And as a commodity, they'd spend money on. You've made a great contribution to American food culture. <laughs> We're all very thankful for that. Yeah. You know, but but I mean, but I think that that that's what's significant about people taking an interest in 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 in, in, in fermentation, and that's you know, I mean, that I, I just hope I I I feel really thrilled at. Um, you know, how much more attention people are paying to their food and where it comes from and how it's processed, you know, now than they were 20 or 30 years ago. And, you know, that's the trend that I really want to see continue and grow. And I think that fermentation follows that. Um, but, um, so yeah, so I mean, that, that would, that would be my, you know, my, my, greatest desire for, 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 um, you know, the, the, the fermentation revival would be for it to continue in that, in that kind of a context. Well, and, and other people that want to, you know, come ex experience the, the residency program or anything like that, what's the best way for them to find out um, more about that? Well, so my website, that's where I post, you know, all, you know, like all the information about the presentations that I do, whether they're, you know, here in, uh, in Tennessee where I live or whether they're, you know, out, out and about in places that I travel to. So my website, which is wildfermentation.com, um, you know, just has all the events listed and, um, you know, generally I just have, I just post one residency at a time. Um, you know, I, I don't, um, uh, uh, generally, um, promote them very, very actively. Um, so it's the people who like look on my website and, uh, you know, see that it's posted. The next will be in mid April. And, um, you know, I would expect to be, um, you know, posting it later this month. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for having me. And, uh, you'll find, uh, links to, uh, uh everything that we talked about today in, uh, the show notes. You'll find those at firmup.com slash podcast slash 101. You can also find us on Twitter or Facebook at firmup. And until next time, firm up.